Welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degree, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience. And we're making this podcast together to try and help each other, and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. All right, Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? Today, we are going to talk about streaming music services. Ah, that sounds interesting. I suspect that our audience, as huge as they are, there's probably a lot of overlap with people who use streaming music services and listen to boutique podcasts. There is probably a huge overlap. So, what is your current preferred streaming music service, Mr. Blasco? Okay, well, today, for the last few months, um, I am using Spotify. I'm on a family plan for Spotify, but I have tried uh, I tried Apple service for somewhere between six months and a year. I can't remember exactly, and I actually was using Amazon for a while as well. Maybe we should clarify that we're really talking about paid streaming services, because I've been using Pandora for, uh, I don't know, 10 years? It can't be that long, but for a long time, and uh, I liked it very much, but I never did pay them any money to upgrade to the uh, ad-free service. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So definitely we are paying to, I'm paying for Spotify right now, and I've got uh, the whole family on the, the family plan. But you make an interesting point. You can get a free service on Spotify. I've never used a free service, but you have to listen to ads every so many songs. And then um, I am an Amazon Prime member. You can get uh, a service built into Amazon Prime. But what I've noticed with that, you don't get as many of the songs that are available out there. I know personally there were some songs that I know that I liked that the service that comes with Amazon Prime doesn't have some of the songs that I've liked or some of the artists or not all their catalog, if you will. Yes, they have uh, the service is called Amazon Prime Music. And like you said, it's included with your Prime membership, which I'm sure lots of people have. Um, and it works pretty well. They have two million songs, but they're pretty aggressive about telling you when the song you picked is available in their paid service. Like, would you like to sign up now? Mm, a way to make money. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure they didn't wear me down because uh, I have the 14.99 family plan for uh, Amazon Music Unlimited. Yeah, and uh, it seems like the Spotify is about the same price as well. My kids were had individual Spotify accounts, both my two children, and I was trying to get the family to agree on one music streaming service, and they really like Spotify. And I just basically broke down and said, let's do that because instead of paying 20 bucks for two kids, we can get the whole family on for $15. And just I went, went ahead and did that. And I was uh, using Apple for a number of months and then Amazon before that. Well, speaking of kids, though, turns out Amazon Unlimited has uh, student pricing. And I believe it is $6 for six months. It was last year. I don't know if they still have it. So a dollar a month is a, is a pretty good, a pretty good price. Deal. Yeah, that's a smoking deal. And I think Spotify and Apple ha also have student memberships, but uh, I didn't look into that. 
I do. Th- I do think that they do. I I did not look into it. And both my kids. Uh, you know, good point. Both your kids are students, and both my kids at this point are students. So that might be something that our listeners might want to take a look at as well. Um. Yeah. It's what a coincidence that both plans have fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents a month for their uh, family plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh like you said the market is kind of honed in on some sort of market clearing market price if you will so how much is an apple music does apple music offer a family plan they do i think it's the same price i was doing it just on an individual plan for a while and i will say that i really wanted to use the apple plan i've used itunes for many years i've a pretty extensive catalog built a lot of playlists and i just wanted the integration with itunes um, but the family wouldn't go along with that, and I broke down and went to, to Spotify. But I think they've offered different kind of plans. I was using an Apple service for a while, a couple of years ago. I think it was called Apple Match, and uh, it would let you store your own music in the cloud and make it available to stream. And it worked pretty well, and it kind of upgraded crappy uh, crappy. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Rips, mm-hmm. um, MP3 files or compressed music files. Yeah, and it would search your drives and and replicate it in the cloud, and it worked pretty well. It was only twenty five dollars a year, but then they started screwing around with it to try and push it to Apple Radio, and then there was Apple Music, and I got confused and just dropped the whole thing. I've been reading some articles. I don't f- follow Apple that closely. I've been reading some articles. They're, they're getting ready to redo the whole iTunes app. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with iTunes. I, I wish it was back in a simpler day um, because I think they've had so many features it's really hard to use. Uh, and their streaming service was just, it was clunky. It was very slow. I have very fast internet here, giga, gigabyte speed internet, and their stuff would just load absurdly slow, I thought. But I do like the integration, and I do have... Um, I do have four locations in my house where I like to listen to music, family room, uh, living room, garage, patio, and I like to use what's called Airport Express devices. You plug them into your own stereo components, and I can turn that on, and I can be working around the house and hear the music throughout the house. With Spotify, I've only figured out how to turn on one um, device at a time. So if I'm working in the patio, sometimes I go to the garage, vice versa. I like to hear the tunes the whole time. It, you only hear it in one place. Hmm. Well, I think the challenge there is that those airports are state-of-the-art 2007, and the, uh, Apple isn't doing a very good job of supporting it anymore. Yeah, I, I, I really like those devices. They're relatively inexpensive. You can pick one up on eBay. I just bought one from my mom's house for like 20 bucks, but I, I like it because you can stream the whole thing in multiple rooms, and that's really why I wanted to go to Apple. I think their interface is clunkier. Then some of the other ones, and it just it just loaded absurdly slow. I didn't think their playlists were as good, but um, basically broke down and went to Spotify because my kids were on it, and we were trying to find one, and that's the one we could agree on. Yeah, I think I ended up with Amazon because of the um, the Echo tie-in, um, and you could, as a Prime member, Instead of nine ninety nine a month for the individual, it was seven ninety nine a month, which is all of two dollars cheaper. Um, but I, I ended up going with the, the family plan because the kids were constantly using up all the all the devices, so I 
couldn't listen to my music, which is what is important. <laughs> of course, that's what's important to me, too. I think you can prepay Amazon for the whole year, and they give you some serious discount. It was my recollection as well. That, that sounds true. I'd have to look that up. I think it was pretty significant. I, I used I actually paid for Amazon Music. Of the services, I like that one the best. I think their playlists are the best, frankly, and I like the interface a little bit better than Spotify. I'm not a real big fan of the Spotify interface. I find myself looking for things um, one or two levels down. And just It just doesn't feel as in, intuitive. I don't think the Amazon look and feel looks that pretty, but I just find it easier to use, and I like their suggested playlists a little bit better than Spotify. But I will say Spotify seem, and Amazon seem very close in terms of what they offer to folks. All right, let me show you why I went with Amazon, okay? You have to be quiet for a second. This is an audio experiment. Alexa, play Who Do You Love by Bo Diddley. Who Do You Love by Bo Diddley, starting now on Amazon Music. Alexa, stop. So I find that horrendously convenient. That is, that is really cool. I don't have an Echo. I do have some Fire TV devices where you can talk into the remote and tell it to go to a certain channel, but I, that is pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah, it's very Star Trek-y. In fact, uh, I changed the uh, wake-up warrant on one of my devices to a uh, computer so I could pretend I'm Captain Kirk. That's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I actually looked at this from a financial perspective, too. So I'll tell the listeners right away. I listen to a lot of music, probably more so than the average person does on the weekends. I will generally get up, turn my computer on, read the news, and I'll be listening to music pretty much the whole day. And if I'm not, I'm cranky. Um, I went back and looked. I have my I have financial records back a, a ways. You know me. I, I keep track. And I was able to go back and look and... Um, since the 80s, I've spent an average of $195 a year on music, which is not a huge amount. But there were some years in there where I was spending $400, $500. I think my peak year was spent $700 buying new music, actually buying CDs. Right. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, you know, in the Spotify plan, uh, it's $195, $194 a year, almost exactly what I've been paying for the last 30 years on average. My music spend has gone down a lot in the last few years because I've been st- streaming more, if you will. And But uh, I look at it maybe as a way to have pretty much the collection of everything on earth um, and pay the same amount you've been paying previously. So $14.95 a month is uh, $180 a year, which is slightly less than you were paying before. I see. I, th- I threw the, t- I threw the tax in on top of it. So it's almost exactly the same, but huh. I just, I was, cause we're, you know, we talk about saving, saving money and I, now for the average listener, what I was thinking about, I listen to a lot of music compared to most people. I think you listen to a lot more music than most people do. If you were, um, Amazon prime customer, you might just be fine with the 2 million songs that are out there so for the average show that might do it for you so that's a real you know nice opportunity there's a lot of music out there but i know you found and i found too that there are artists out there and there's only part of the catalog out there and it seems like the ones i like aren't there so for me it's really important to to go deep in that catalog and um, have it all if you will well they're very smart people working on these services and they want you to pay. So um, I think they are trying to manipulate you into the paid account. But you know what? They're adding value. People should get paid to provide a service. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I'm pretty happy. I think this is the way to go. Um, you know, over the years, I, I bought a lot of CDs. I've got uh, a good part of a, a shelf in the living room filled with, you know, CDs. And uh, I think it's just an interesting concept uh, to be able to rent all those things. And I find myself l- listening to more new music because back in the day when you bought something, I was careful not to buy everything that came out. I probably bought more than the average person did, but it was one hard to find it to listen to it for f- for free before you bought it. And now you can listen to everything. You can go deep into somebody's catalog. You can listen to new stuff. I think it's really exciting from that perspective. Yeah, it's interesting that radio still remains viable uh, because that's where we heard music first before and they controlled uh, what music we knew about that we could buy aside from you know going to clubs when you're old enough uh, old enough to get in and still young enough to have the energy yeah it is amazing I I don't listen I haven't really listened to I listen to the news on national public radio pretty much that's the only station I listen to I'll listen to that when I drive in the in the car in the morning and the afternoon but um i haven't listened to local radio stations probably since the 1980s um so it's hard to find stuff and i can't really find a radio station that i like i've been listening to online stations to some extent over the past 10 years and found a lot of new music there because you can find these niche stations that are you know can aggregate people across the country or the world in some cases and find some pretty cool stuff but i haven't really listened to any local stations since the 80s I've been listening to the radio a lot since I got my new car. Well, I've had it a year now, and it had a lot of the uh, second digital stations available from the the local ones. And the local alternative rock station has a classic alternative rock, uh, and I listen to that all the time. They do station IDs, but I swear I've never heard a commercial on it. I don't know how it pays for itself. Mm, Interesting. That is really cool. Yeah, it plays a lot of music from, um, you know, the music we listened to when we were in our teens and early 20s and being rebels. Yep. Now it's uh, now it's us as the modern version of uh, <laughs> Homer Simpson listening to the classic rock station. <laughs> there you go. So I think the streaming services, what's kind of cool is just the, the suggestions you listen to an artist or two, and then they'll suggest somebody that you've not heard before and the cost of listening to that new artist is essentially zero. Back in the day, one, you wouldn't hear on the radio or you had to go to the record store and oftentimes they would, certain record stores would demo things. You had to spend a lot of time demoing stuff. It took a lot of work. Um, And and what I found is you really have to find somebody who has your taste because I bought some records based on a really good review and the person and I had different tastes and I think with music, it's it's just your personal preference, right? Yeah, when you and I lived together, I uh, uh, started reading Stereo Review magazine and found one of their reviewers had exactly the same taste as mine. So I could, every other month when he did his review, I could just buy the the album he recommended without reading the review and found uh, some great new music that way. I had to cancel my subscription, though, because it was costing me too much money buying stereo equipment I didn't need. Yeah, that's the expensive piece, right? The stereo equipment. I did really enjoy all the new music I found on Pandora. On the free station, you tell it to look for music by Led Zeppelin, and it 
uh, or you say uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, and it won't play that song because they haven't paid enough licensing fee for it, but it'll guess at songs you like that are like that. And I found a lot of really good sort of deep cut um, artists I hadn't heard of before that way. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. So I love the streaming service because it's opened my eyes to things that I probably wouldn't have found before um, uh, without without it, if you will. I, f- I found that the best, at least uh, uh, verbal interface is, oh, the one I like best rather, is in my wife's car. She has a, a Tesla. And when you say, play Stairway to Heaven, it plays that song and then it guesses similar songs you're going to like so i it's a seems like the best mix of playing the goddamn song you asked for and then uh playing something else and it doesn't just play um uh led zeppelin then it'll play other classic rock or other i don't know guitar based stuff it's it's pretty impressive i was just trying to look up and see who provides that service and i think it's slacker hmm Interesting. Yeah, these services, they do a pretty good job of guessing what you like. I find that on Spotify, uh, based on what you listen to, they'll send you a daily mix every day. So you just get things that are similar to, I'm not sure what they're doing. They're combining some of the same artists, some of the same songs, and they'll stretch it out a little bit more. And I find I'm uh, maybe getting interested in new artists that way. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I know you don't listen to as many as I do, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and it seems like spotify is doubling down on that and it's going to have some exclusive podcasts that you'd have to have to join in order to listen to interesting hmm yeah um but if i don't know they exist i don't know why i would switch right oh so here's a quiz for you dave do you know which streaming service pays the most to the artists i have no idea so i'm i'm just going to take a wild guess spotify well of the of the major ones we've been talking about they are paying the most um nope nope that's not true sorry apple music pays 0.00735 not sure whether that's cents or dollars per play um, and Spotify is next at point zero zero four three seven, and Amazon uh, is coming up third at point zero zero four zero two. An article I was reading <coughs> was comparing it to making minimum wage, and an artist would have to get something like two hundred twenty-two thousand plays a month to make uh, minimum wage. Wow, that's mind-boggling. Yeah, actually, the one who pays the most is Napster. Hmm. Which yeah, of course the was the wasn't that the 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 uh, the free side right back in the day? They were the granddaddy of them all. They yeah. invented music, quote unquote, sharing, and uh, pissed everybody off. Yeah. Huh. I remember. I, this is a little bit off topic, but you remember the service Lala? Uh, yes. I'm not sure whether you told me about that or I told you about that, but I was uh, a big fan of that service. Yeah, I used them. I was just looking. I was looking back. Um, I used them. They were for listeners who don't know what it was. It was basically a CD, uh, I guess, sharing or swapping service. But they did pay the artists. Um, so the artists, every time you swap the CD, they set aside a little bit of the tiny, small fee that went with it to pay the artists, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. And then you would basically 
list all the CDs that you had, people would say, "Hey, I want that uh, Bruce Springsteen album," and you you would sw- you would switch uh, for an album that you wanted. Uh, and I thought it was pretty cool, and I uh, used that about it was about ten years ago for two years, and I did a bunch of CD swaps. But I liked the fact that they they paid the artist. I believe that Apple bought them, and then shut them down shortly thereafter. Uh, yes, and they still owe me eight CDs, which I guess I'm never going to get. <laughs> yeah, it was a neat service. They gave you little mailers like the Netflix used to have, and I think they charged a dollar or two dollars per swap, something like that. I think it's two bucks. And I was looking back because I had some notes on. C- I just I keep a record of all the CDs I have, just because sometimes I they're loosely alphabetized, but sometimes I can't find them. I have to think: Do I own that CD or not? But um. I think I did it for two years, and I was almost doing a little bit more than one a week, and it was a really great way. That was a low-cost way to find new music. So you think about it. I like to listen to music, but do I want to spend? You know, now you can get a CD for less than ten bucks, but you can think back thirty years ago when CDs first came out. They were twenty bucks, and they were that was a lot of money. Um, You know, similar to forty dollars today. And do I really want to get that CD? I'm not sure about. There's maybe one song on there, and pay that much money for it. This is a wonderful way to to try to find some new music. You know, Dave, I remember reading something along the lines of Lala was setting aside the money for the artist, but they never figured out how to get it to the artist. So I'm not sure they ever actually made any payments. Gotcha. It sounded good in principle, though, so I felt good about it, right? Because when you buy a CD, that artist, I'm guessing, is getting their uh, you know, payment through the, s- the new sale, but when you're trading CDs like that, the thought process was, how does the artist get paid and, and make a living doing it? But yeah. Yeah, I appreciated the effort. I'm sorry they didn't didn't continue, well, in part because they owe me some CDs, but um, one day I uh, got a package in the mail and it was a Lala t-shirt. It just said, hey, thanks for being an early adopter or something. Hmm, that's awesome. I never got the t-shirt, but I didn't have eight CDs they owed me. I think I broke even on the on the deal. Uh, you're smarter than me. I was using it to find uh, sort of unusual artists, local artists, um, and there would be long waits to get those. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I was using it to go maybe deeper in some artists that I like deeper into their catalog, and I just wasn't sure I wanted to buy the whole album. I just thought it was a pretty cheap way to two bucks and maybe like a song or two seemed like a good deal to me. Yeah, and now that albums really aren't much of a thing anymore we are missing out on some good music that you know i don't know i always find that the number four track on side two was turned out to be my favorite one on an album even though it had never been played on the radio i have a lot of artists like that where my favorite song is not a song that is wildly popular or the the most popular one in many cases So what's our conclusion on streaming services? I'm going to say thumbs up, especially if you're a big music lover. I, like myself, like to listen to a lot of music. I think it provides a, a good value and just the ability to get just huge catalog and delve deep into all kinds of different things without spending a bunch of money for me has is, is really got me excited about it. Yeah, I think it is the way to go. It, you can use them in your car. Um, I, I think it's really a question of which one works best for you. Um, keep in mind, family plans can save you money and student plans can save you money. 
And uh, I think that's good advice. So listeners, if you like music, give it a shot. Many of them will do a reduced rate or a free trial period. You can check it out for free to see if you like it. And then don't be afraid to try them. I've tried three of them and kind of settled on one right now. But who knows, in six months or a year, may be on a different service. Hmm. All right. So, Dave, I want to wrap up. We haven't done this in a couple of episodes. I want to recommend a podcast and i think i might have recommended this one already but i think you would enjoy it's called uh, ft alpha chat it's um, it's presented by the financial times and i just listened to one that i think you would like it was an interview with the president of the dallas federal reserve bank so obviously a little wonky little uh little if you're not interested in economics it's probably not interesting but they do take really deep dives on things that i find interesting Huh, that I have to check it out. So it's F. You said F T E. No, F T like short for Financial, financial Times. Com- yep. And it's Alpha Chat. Alpha Chat. F T Alpha Chat. Uh, yeah. And if our listeners have any suggestions of uh, good podcasts that uh, they think we or other listeners might like, uh, you can email them to us at Dave Squared Podcast at Gmail dot com. All right, Mr. Kramer. Good talking to you. Uh, You too. We will catch up soon. All right. Talk to you soon.